0: We're starting in three, two, one. Good morning, good afternoon, good day to everybody, and welcome back to our podcast, Twins. I'm your host Noah, and Reagan is my lovely co-host.
1: Hi, guys.
0: Um, so we it's go-
1: been so long. Oh my gosh, we're horrible at this. I'm so sorry.
0: I had to move into college, so I was really, really busy, and then mm-hmm. I've just have not been. I've not really had a moment to like sit down and breathe. I still kind of mm-hmm. don't, but I mean, we're here today for you guys, so hopefully yeah. we can get this out at a reasonable time today. Um, But yeah, this week is, on- really this month has honestly sucked for us.
1: Oh um, my goodness. It's been like the
0: worst month of the year. for our whole family. Pretty much, oh. like our whole family, not even just Reagan and I, like... It- Glad For instance, guys. Sawyer Sawyer, our little brother, got COVID um earlier this month and then he was out literally after the first week of school, and so was Reagan, because she was in close mm-hmm. contact. Um yep. and then our house flooded because one of our toilets Ugh. like exploded. It just overflowed and then like we weren't home, so then it just kept like leaking and leaking and, yeah. and so literally these contractors had to come out and take out like an entire section of our entryway floor. Mm-hmm. They had to rip up the tile in the bathroom. They took out mm-hmm. um, like 6 inches of the drywall. Um mm-hmm. then like it just seeped into our basement, so like part of our basement ceiling caved in and we had to get like all the carpet yeah. got wet, so we had to like get a new carpet.
1: There's and, like the, the whole ceiling is ripped out and a, the whole back wall is ripped out. Yeah. So it looks very unfinished right now.
0: Yeah, it looks no, terrible, it quite honestly. But yeah. um, we're happy that the house is still together, mostly. Yeah. Um, and then I got a double ear infection, and Reagan has COVID mm. now, so I we're got just COVID. like, oh, and my dad totaled my mom's car. So yeah. <laughs> so, all, all these last things happened in the last week.
1: And <laughs> two years ago, this month, my mom totaled her first car, which, and she had that car for less than what? Less than a year, maybe.
0: Yeah, less than a year. And, and so.
1: It's like every two years she gets a new car, and like it's, it. wasn't even it like was her,
0: bad. It wasn't even her fault. Like she was turning left, and somebody um, somebody just, t-boned her. Yeah. Somebody like t-boned her, and then that she, one she got was smashed. really bad. It was so bad. Yeah. This this crash that was, was bad. not bad. With my dad, um, he like was stopped at a, a stoplight or a stop sign. Well, not for him. <laughs> he was like stopped at a stoplight <laughs> or a stop sign. I'm pretty sure it was stoplight because oh, right. he said the light was red. Yeah. And then. Yeah. um, it turned green and he started to go. Well, this car, like, ran a red light and started zooming. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was probably going, yeah. like, probably 10, 15 yeah. miles per hour. And then this car was probably going maybe, like, 50, I would say.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: And then That's smashes cool. into the passenger side door of this car and it, like, flips it on its side and it skids. And then... Yeah, yes. it
1: slid about 30 feet.
0: Yeah, like, my mom's airbags. And all like, went this off. is in
1: Tennessee. Yeah, all like, of this is Like, he's not in, in Indiana. He's
0: not here. <laughs> so, yeah. We're, like, calling, trying to figure out what's going on, and yeah.
1: Yeah. He was with all of his friends, and they still stayed down there because they were on, like, a little boy's trip, and they still stayed down there.
0: (laughs) Which I think is a little dumb, but, you know, whatever. Um, So, yeah, that car, like, flipped and skid, and then my mom's car, Mm -hmm. like, it, um, like, the airbags went off, and our insurance will total a car if the the airbags go off, pretty much.
1: Well, so, the whole front is like bent, like the hood is bent in, and it's a big SUV. Like it's, it's a 2018 Nissan Armada.
0: Like it's huge.
1: It's huge. So, it, but even then it, it's, it's total, it's pretty bad.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's a little preface for um like it's what funny. has happened and why we have not been, why we were not <laughs> here last week. Um uh-huh. So yeah, I have, let me, what was I going to say? So I have the topic for today is going to be diversity versus inversity. And um, I am mostly going to be talking at Reagan, um, <laughs> and She's going to be responding because while I was at like, college orientation, we had a great speaker. Um, her name was Kareth. Um, I can't quite think of her last name right now. I'm trying to look it up quickly um, so I can. Um, can I get this to come over to my. To the correct screen. <laughs> but um her name is Kareth. She's super she's super nice um African American lady. Um, and she was like talking about diversity versus inversity. So um what her main topic was diversity. We talk about the things that make us different from one another rather than mm-hmm. talking about the things that make us the same. Mm-hmm. And um, let me see, hold on. So we, we're we not talking about things that make us the same. And she really um, hit home with me like while she was talking. Her last name's Foster. Kareth Foster.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She's a public speaker. She was on The View, a popular daytime television mm-hmm. show. Super nice lady. So she was Mm -hmm. talking about diversity versus inversity. And that is basically diversity is like, we talk about the things that are different from us. Like I'm black and this person is white. And then this person is Hispanic. Like it, um, kind of like separates us into groups. And she was like, let's introduce a new topic of inversity and talk about the things that like bring us together. Like for instance, I am gay and I am black. So like I am now intersectional. So like, now in the gay community like let's talk about the things that bring all the gay like gay members together the the coming out story the um Mm -hmm. like bullying that we face from like cis hetero people from Mm -hmm. like stuff like that and I thought it was really interesting and inspiring because we definitely talk about diversity a lot more than we talk about inversity and I think that it would be helpful if we talked more about inversity because I feel like one of the main arguments that I get from like Straight cisgender people, it's like you're trying to label me as the bad guy, and we're trying to like we're essentially yeah taking two parts like we're separating people into groups mm-hmm. and not seeing what is similar. Like for instance, I a uh, gay man may like may like sports. I personally do not, but like say that I do now you know. now like some cis straight man says that he likes sports. Let's focus on that rather than we're focusing on the gay the gay male versus the straight male. You know what I mean? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: So I thought that that was really inspiring. And I think that that would be a great cause for change because focusing on diversity, I feel like people get really defensive when we talk about that because we are um, like pointing out what is wrong, Mm -hmm. which I mean is not necessarily a bad thing. Like we do have to discuss our differences to understand each other. Right. Like we also need to talk about what, what brings us together. Why are we here today? Right. And I'll let you, like, elaborate on your thoughts on, like, what I just said.
1: Um, no, I totally agree. Um, but I, oh, I don't really know how to put that, but I think it's also important, like, not focusing on differences, but focusing on, like, how to respect each other's differences. Like, like, um, being, like, um, culturally aware of someone else's differences, but not focusing on those differences. Um, and I, I totally agree. Like, um, I don't know. I really can't think of a instance where um, I felt super, like, connected to one of my friends that may be, like, cisgendered or straight. Um, And I, I feel – I kind of – I don't know about you, but I always kind of feel like that's, like – when someone looks at me or thinks about me or talks about me the first thing that goes to people's mind is that I'm a lesbian and I look like a boy um and so that obviously kind of affects uh, like the way I feel in certain situations i don't know but i think i i didn't even know that there was you, or you had like a seminar with this wonderful woman yeah I like,
0: like i think that so i'm going to butler university in indianapolis and it's a liberal arts school and um like i think that they do a great job of like talking about things that we need to talk about and not really? making it like a not making it like very high school where we cover the topic yeah. and we don't get into right the detail. i just realized that there's a hole in my jeans
1: i didn't know that <laughs> i thought butler was a very okay sir fix your jeans <laughs> i thought butler was like a very like thick straight preppy private school that only white people went to you know like that um, very like i mean not diverse kind not... of
0: kind of like there i would not say the diversity in the college as a whole is great by any sure. means but i would say that um they're definitely working towards a more diverse school. I think it's really just because the tuition is so expensive and that really only uh, like, that really only applies yeah. to yeah. like middle high class white yeah. people. And yeah. that's not a read like to white people or to the school right. like that is just, right. it's a private school so you know you're going to be paying right. more. Right.
1: I think
0: education as a whole is too expensive. But
1: right.
0: Um, <laughs> education as a whole is too expensive. So I think that it just comes down to like the margin of where the cost is yeah. is what you're getting out of the school, but yeah. you know, like back to the seminar, like to both this seminar and the like sexual assault and uh, rape seminar that we had, like it was pretty like more individualized. Mm.
1: Um,
0: it was. Like, very interesting, because they just, like, got down and dirty with us. Like, in the Mm -hmm. sexual assault, like, little seminar group meeting type thing that we had, literally this woman came, like, came into the room, and, like, we had pizza, and, like, we were all chilling, you know, talking to each other. Mm -hmm. And then we started, and she was like, okay, I want you guys to name words that you could use that mean sex. So nobody was saying anything. Sh- nobody was saying anything, because, you know, we're all used to high school where we're, like, gonna be uh-huh. chastised for saying something, <laughs> or, like, everybody's <laughs> giggling about it, you know, and she was like, okay, I'll go first. She writes FUCK in all capital <laughs> letters, in all capital letters on the board, and we're like, oh, okay, so it's this type of class, like, we can <laughs> we can do whatever. So, um, like, people start shouting out words, like, bang, <laughs> screw, nail, da-da-da, like, yeah, like, start, go- start going at it, no, and, um, like, I thought oh, that it was goodness. really interesting. Like, we are now getting to... It was a bit of a culture shock for me. Like, we are now getting sure. to, like, talk about... And people are treating us like we are adults rather right. than, like, we are students. Right. And it's... I think that um, when we... This goes back to the in inversely thing. I think that when we go back and look at each other for who we are together mm-hmm. rather than why we are separated we can get past that mental barrier that people have mm-hmm. that defense mechanism that people have
1: mhm yeah yeah
0: so i like i have had a really um great experience at Butler uh this far I would say um even as a I'm a commuter student because I live close enough to campus that I can drive even as a commuter student I've been a part of almost every event that we've had with the exception Mm -hmm. of um like the late night events because I'm not staying there until 2 a.m and then driving home after that like that's exhausting right so with the exception of that I've had a great time on campus have you
1: seen the dorms
0: yeah, I go up in the dorms uh, like daily like all my friends let me into oh, the nice. into the housing and I can just go up and sit like in the community areas or right. um or like in their rooms and whatnot and just yeah. hang out yeah. so like the first night that we were there I was really nervous about um like making friends um right. I mean like I'm I'm the type of person I'm very outgoing like I can go and meet anybody yeah. but everybody was so nice and so accepting and and mm-hmm. i just like had to push my biases to 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 the side for a mm-hmm. second like as i was going out and talking to people like i talked mm-hmm. to a lot uh, i talked to a lot of straight boys and like mm-hmm. tried to be friends with them i made i made a lot of like friends that i really enjoy um mm-hmm. and you know i just kind of set aside my defenses of like oh like in high school like i could not talk to straight people because like being gay was a joke to them, you know? Right. And I feel like right. I have a lot of respect from my peers there because, um uh, like I'm coming into my major with so much experience in my, in my field mm-hmm. of work already. I know, yeah. I know what I'm talking about and I'm very confident of my abilities and I feel like a lot of people are coming in like nervous, they're scared and I mm-hmm. am like very helpful Like, um, Mm -hmm. there's this kid that is in my chem class who I thought that I wouldn't like on the first day and I am like helping him do his chem homework and like helping him understand stuff. And he's I would say that he's very thankful of me and we've like kind of built a relationship there. Uh, But, um, I definitely came into college thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be similar to high school where people are not going to like me because I'm gay or like, uh, we're going to have a lot of issues because... Of, like my sexuality but like really nobody cares everybody is mm-hmm. there to meet people everybody is in a new environment everybody's in a new yep. setting they're making new friends and yep. i would say going to like a liberal arts school nothing is tolerated discrimination of any kind is oh, not tolerated and good. it is amazing because the staff is very supportive um everybody really? everybody like when they were introducing themselves would use their pronouns they were super really? sweet like you know they were super accommodating Everybody. And um, I w- when I went to the diversity center for my scholarship meeting, like we were all introducing ourselves and then saying um, like our pronouns and everything and then our major and why we thought that we deserved our scholarship. All right. What'd you say? Um, so like when I went there, um, I said, hi, my name's Noah. I'm pharmacy major. Um, I use he, him pronouns. And then I said that the reason I am a Morton Finney diversity scholar is because I work hard to promote diversity in every event, everything that I am a part of, whether it was in Color Guard, whether it was in my job, whether it's like in my community's day to day, I Mm -hmm. work hard to make sure that I promote diversity inclusion, not on the basis of, not just on the basis of race, but on the basis of gender, on the basis of sexual identity, like to make sure that everybody is accommodated and comfortable. Like we do not need to be walking through life Feeling uncomfortable right. and then, right. like, and then we die. Like, that just that's, right. that's so annoying. Like, why would you
1: waste the
0: 80, 100 years of your life feeling right. left out, feeling sad, cast Thank aside, you. you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I don't get the stigma around sharing your pronouns. I really don't. I, don't I like And a lot of people I'm, were like giggling and stuff. Ugh! Like, you have, I, oh, this just gets me fired up because I, I, maybe I shouldn't say that. Um, there has been an instance where someone I know very well personally um, was saying very um, inappropriate things towards people that use they, them pronouns. And saying like it didn't make sense and know you were there. Yeah, like up. I uh, and I, I, don't, I just don't understand don't There's so much
0: stigma it. with they them
1: I just don't get it.
0: Like this brings me back I to the I just don't get it. Did you see the Lizzo um interview? Not like interview, but she was like caught on the street and somebody was asking her opinion on Demi Lovato and they were using like she her pronouns and mm-hmm. Lizzo was like they Every time that they mm. use the wrong pronoun, she's like, them. And like, you know, mm. I think that the level of disrespect towards people, like, mm. people are literally telling you what they would prefer to be called by. Like, it's, and
1: it's not your business. It is not, like, th- like, nobody cares about your opinions if it's not about you. Like, I hope people realize that. Like, it's not your life. You're not going by they, them pronouns. So deal with it. Like, just... I don't suck it up. Maybe I don't act like a, a the ad, most likely like, adult just be you a are decent
0: human being. Like, I don't understand why there's so much stigma and hate around people who use they, them pronouns, because it's literally just like people said, people mm-hmm. said that, um, they're, they want to be called that. And it's just like calling somebody by the wrong name. Like you wouldn't mm-hmm. purposely say the wrong name to somebody that you mm-hmm. know, or like, it's just, is a level of disrespect. And Mm -hmm. I think that people are like, oh, well, it's not grammatically correct. It's, how do you, how do you say that it's grammatically correct? They need to go pick up their wallet that they left on the table. Like Uh. it clearly, that, that sentence was grammatically correct. If say like, you don't know the gender of somebody like that, they are presenting say, so they're (laughs) at a table. They, I just, I just did it. They are at a table. They are at a table.
1: They need to go move their chair. They need they to go move their chair. They need to go pick up their trash. Or that they person
0: over there, they seem really pretty, and I really like them for that.
1: Like, it's not that. hard. And religion has nothing to do with that. I know. I have heard a couple of people say, "Well, it's just it's again, it's against my religion. I just don't support that." Don't support what? It has nothing to do with you. Yeah, I give up.
0: I, I give up I as give well.
1: Up. I give up. I just, and it, it's like uh, a headache. A headache. Okay. Um, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I feel that. And that like definitely circles back to the inclusivity like conversation. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when like okay. Okay, with the with the pronoun thing. Think mm-hmm. of think of this. We all want to be called by the wrong name and we all want to be respected. Okay, so let's 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 share that link here in mm-hmm. this scenario. When people are referring to somebody and they say they them or they say he, they, or he, him instead of they, them. In that instance, mm-hmm. if you get corrected, just try your best to say they, them pronouns. Not every, like, we, we get, we understand that not mm-hmm. every time you're going to say, because it's a bit different. You know, we're used to, we're used to saying he or she pronouns for people. We're not used to saying them. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, but I like, just.
0: If somebody tells you, just, just try your best. Like, it's not, it's not that hard. Yes.
1: It's literally just yeah. like
0: a name yeah. and a value of respect because I know yeah. that these same people that are saying, yeah. "Oh, I don't understand it or I don't get it," are also the same people that demand respect from everybody else. Yeah. And that that like is so uncanny to me. Like I don't understand what the disconnect here is. Like you demand respect from people and you want to be referred to by the right name and like be a, in a position of power as well. Well, if you're not going to do that for other people, it's a two-way street. Why? Yeah. Why should? Why should anybody respect you if yeah. you're not even going to call somebody by the right name or by the right pronouns? Yeah, yeah, I. It just ugh, I oh, oh, and I, I, I think that I think that it gives people every right to disrespect people that don't use the right pronouns for them.
1: Of course, of I course, course respect is name. a two way
0: street. Just because you are my parent does not mean that I does not mean that I'm gonna respect you when you are disrespecting me. It is a two it is a two way street. I do not care. I don't care what title you have. I don't care if you're my parent, I don't care if you're my grandma, I don't care if you're my dean, if you're my boss, I will find a new job, I will I will find a new like life, I will find a new hobby. Like yeah. a, it you like it is a two way street. Absolutely. Like there's no yeah. fans or buts about that. That is respect. And
1: like as someone who personally gets misgendered Every day, it like I like I see people when they like call me sir, like that I can see the embarrassment on their faces. And I mean, it doesn't like, yes, you should not have assumed that I would that I'm a boy because I have short hair and I dress in quotation boy clothes, clothes do not have gender. Um, just like all you had to do was like, oh, I'm sorry. How can I help you, ma'am? What would you like to drink, ma'am? Or,
0: or say, or say, just excuse to me, or just say, excuse me, like to get your attention. Yeah. And then, like, don't say any, don't say any, like, pronoun, like, defining, like, yes. any gender defining pronouns. Like, that's what I mean. Or,
1: like you, don't, you don't have to tie, sir, ma'am, he, him, to everything that comes out of your yeah. mouth.
0: No, just say, just say, excuse me. Is there anything that I can do to help
1: you? I, I get I was talking to one of my friends and they were like but like when you say sir and ma'am it's out of respect. Well it's not respectful if you misgender them. It's the opposite. You're doing the opposite of what you're trying to do.
0: Yeah, I can see I can see where they're coming from with that. Definitely.
1: Oh me too. But it, like you are, like it's like you, you're you're wrong. No, you're wrong. Like, it's, it's also it's, it's also very it similar
0: to it's also very similar to, like, I'm having a big culture shock now because all of my professors are doctors. And I'm so used to saying Miss or Mister. And now I'm like, mm-hmm. Doctor Wall. Doctor. Right. Yeah, and I said Miss, right. um, or I said Miss, um, what's her name? I said Miss Wall to my Calc professor. And I was like, excuse me, Doctor Wall. Like, you right. know, just, it it just takes a bit of cogniz- cognitive, like, function to say, right. like, oh, I, I said the wrong title. Just... You know, fix up the next one. Right. (sighs) But I mean, I definitely, I definitely understand like why people have such a issue because like even, even in my day to day, one of my friends, um, their name is Zane, and they are transgender. And it is, it was very hard for me at first to comply with they them pronouns because I've always referred to Zane as he. When I first Mm -hmm. met, when I first met them. And Mm -hmm. now, now I have to like cognitively think, oh, they go by they, them pronouns. So now I should refer to them with that. It it takes the extra step, but you have to be proactive and make it and like make that cognitive function. It's when you don't respect or don't care is the issue.
1: I have many friends that are non binary and it's like, I like watch them. Get misgendered every day that I see them, and it's like, oh my god! Like it's like me calling you Noel instead of Noah. Hey Noel, your your name isn't Noel. <laughs> it's not Noel. It's Noah. I don't. I don't like. It. It's over my head. It's I. It's over my head.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> we definitely need to. Sh- Shift gears because we could go at this all day. Honestly, this is <laughs> one of uh, like the very leading no. issues yeah. in the world. But um, yeah. like, I would definitely say, like, back to our diversity and inclusivity uh, discussion. Like, to be inclusive, we have to be respectful of everybody, no matter where they come from. And I know that that's hard. especially like for me, it is hard for me because I make unconscious biases about people all the time. Okay, I make unconscious like if I see somebody wearing a "Make America Great Again" hat, my first cognitive thought is "Mm, I'm not gonna like them. But you know, like you have to give people the chance to respond and explain themselves, and then develop an opinion. Okay, like I am not gonna
1: think you're an ignorant piece of shit, but (laughs) but
0: I mean, like let people talk let people have the ability to explain themselves and say why they think yeah. that way and then yeah. hit them with the question hit them with the questions explain why they think that way or ask them have you ever put yourself in this person's shoes and how they might be experiencing this same issue or mm-hmm. i just saw a um i just saw a uh interview with trevor noah and um <gasps>
1: the lady
0: and uh she's she is a republican uh politician oh, it's what's in my name?
1: i know what it is oh i can't remember her on. name Give me a second i just watched this on tiktok
0: it, me too what's what's her name
1: uh is it tony but she she also went against um the jazz um person saying that you know what i'm talking about the transgender woman no i've, not, when, I've like, never
0: seen her i've not seen that oh. But um, But anyway, so in this interview, Trevor Noah is asking her if people like Colin Kaepernick are kneeling during the Pledge of Allegiance, and that is viewed as wrong and disrespectful, what are black and brown people in America supposed to be doing? What is the Mm -hmm. right way? And Mm -hmm. she could not answer the question. She could not answer the question. Each and every time she said, I feel like it is like taking out your anger on the flag and what it represents and the people who have fought for this country. I understand her pride and nationalism. However, black and brown people have been facing issues in this country since before it was even created. Are you kidding Mm -hmm. me? Are Are you kidding? kidding me? The the fact that like the slave trade and indentured servitude like existed is beyond me. How
1: so like, it says here that her name is Tommy with Tommy,
0: yeah, Tommy.
1: P O M I. Tommy yeah. Lauren.
0: Yeah, Tommy Lauren. So that that's that's what I'm talking about. She had another Lauren. interview um at Politiclash with um or Politicon, I don't remember the name. With um Anna something. I'm pretty sure her name's Anna um Mm. tommy l-a-h-r-e-n um versus is it anna i I can't remember her name but anyway she had another like bout with she's a pretty popular left-leaning um newscaster i I would say newscaster Mm -hmm. politician uh type of like i would say political personality is how i would describe Mm -hmm. her and mm-hmm. um, s- similar similar things. She just like her answers just didn't quite come to a period. They mm-hmm. floated around an answer. But back back to what mm-hmm. I was saying. Like, what are br- black and brown people supposed to be doing if it is not kneeling for the Pledge of Allegiance or kneeling no, in front of the? It's
1: flag? like it's like they can't do any. It's like and no one can do anything because it's because it's it's gonna be a like attack in the, in a second that there's a protest. With a lot of people, like, people are going to, oh, it was so violent. Oh, how could, and paint it like it was, like, a
0: riot. I mean, people, people love to look at protests and say, and people love to, like, look at protests of specifically marginalized people and say that it is a riot. And then we'll fully, like, turn a blind eye to the January 6th insurrection. Yeah. And And what what is so uh, funny to me- yeah, he went yeah. into that as well. And yes. what is so yeah. funny to me, he Trevor Noah in that interview said, um what did he what did he say specifically? It was like, um is it that the entire organization and what it stands for is to riot and get rid of white people or is it that is a few people in that group are saying mm-hmm. this? But mm-hmm. they are but you're categorizing and generalizing the entire group now Mm -hmm. and saying that that is what they're standing for rather than the handful of individuals out of the entire movement and that's that's what really got me that's where i'm like lost at because like he used a great comparison to the like kkk being part of like trump supporters now Mm -hmm. are we saying that every trump supporter is part of the kkk well i mean I mean, not necessarily, but like there is definitely a group of, there is definitely a group of people who were Trump supporters back in 2016, 2020, um, that were also part of the KKK. But that doesn't mean that every Republican is part of the KKK. Like, you know, like we're not generalizing people like that. But then as soon as it turns into like a matter of the minority, they are so quick
1: to generalize
0: that. And That's that's what the disconnect is.
1: Yeah, there was. Oh, someone said in my AP Lang class was like um, saying something about um, what it, what was happening in um. Oh, Afghanistan. Uh, yes, Afghanistan, and they were like, "Well, America is arguably the best place for women to live, like the best country." Um, and I, my neck. caught so (laughs) hard miss elmore was like "Ooh." (laughs) miss elmore was trying to stop a bomb from going off and while that may be true that may be true for cisgendered straight white women that identify as christian and possibly republican
0: yes um because i like, i can i can agree with that i can definitely see that there is a large bias um because like in my sociology class we were talking about like who is the number one like what is the number one like group um that is related to suicide um I'm first it was people. first it was cisgender white men and next Woo! it was cisgender black men that was next And then, or no, no, it was cisgender um, white women and then cisgender black men and then cisgender um, Hispanic men. And I was really, I was really shocked by the outcome, but I I understand like society brings men up to be this like all protective, never show emotion type of, of person. And that is not helpful at all. Like, I would say one of the disconnects that I have with talking to, like, straight men specifically is that they are not in touch with their feelings. Mm -hmm. And when you are not in touch with your personal feelings, you cannot put yourself in other people's shoes Mm -hmm. and, like, really take a walk around and understand what is going on with them. You don't really have a lot of empathy or sympathy. You know what I mean? and like yeah. when you're not in touch with the, when you're not in touch with your own feelings you can't do that with other people and i feel like that is why the um having the confidence of a mediocre white man is really like the cause for discussion right now
1: mhm yeah yeah and that goes so deep into toxic masculinity it's not even funny but i yeah yeah
0: yeah definitely so i think that um to improve where we are as a populace, we need to start looking at inclusivity versus diversity. Because, Mm -hmm. like, we need to start looking at the pieces of how we are similar. Because, like, we have so many issues. We have so so many issues, like, social issues in the United States. I will not say, I will not, like, put that past anybody. But we need to we need to recognize what we have in common with each other and what we struggle with so we can like negate all of the things that um all of the things that separate us and that cause for like these large conflicts
1: right right yep and i think that i think that idea kind of goes back and forth because if you would have like in the what like 60s 50s Everybody wanted to be, the, what society pinned as like the perfect American, and it. I mean, that's still the same today. It's it's what that you know the perfect body, the the perfect hair, you, you know, a good makeup, good nails, rich. Like every, everybody, everybody wants to be painted as the same person. Um, but I mean, that's not the same as everybody. I guess being equal, for lack of a better phrase, I guess. And I I don't know, I just think while it's important to see all of our differences to be respectful um, for other people's ways of life, it's also important to kind of like be united um, and have reasoning behind that unity.
0: Unity is the word.
1: Unity!
0: That's not a word.
1: I said that in AP Lang and multiple people laughed at me (laughs) that's funny i will continue to say unity um yeah
0: i i I wholeheartedly agree with that um i mean this discussion is definitely like hot topics hard-hitting hard-hitting stuff but it's, it's things that like we need to talk about especially with like our generation like come on our generation is like the generation of we recognize mental health issues, we are very vocal about social issues. We are very vocal about like um gender identity, sexual identity and orientation. And I feel like generations before us love to label us as the whiners. Uh, but I'm like yeah. but I'm like y'all just don't care. Like do you not care about yourselves? Do you yeah. not care about your personal well-being?
1: That I don't know if you've noticed Noah, but that like, I feel like attack is used so often in our house by one specific person. It's always your generation is oh like it's it. What? It's
0: exhausting. What? It is exhausting because like I don't I don't understand why that is an issue. Like the dis like our generation cares so much about um like the respect for people and yeah. um like not being treated incorrectly and we are very vocal about rape and sexual assault and like. like talking about these things and i think that that makes people uncomfortable which it should because these are uncomfortable yeah. topics however we can't just sit back and let these things happen anymore
1: Because, I mean, they are... They happen every day. People are affected by these things every single day. And if nothing is going to happen, nothing's going to be done about it. That's a problem. That's a real problem. That's a problem for everybody. It doesn't matter your political group. It doesn't matter your religion. That's a problem for everybody because it's all of our society. You know?
0: Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree. And... um, Like, the even. Like touching on the topic of religion, just the tip of the iceberg, we could have a whole episode on this. Um, Just touching on like the topic of religion. I think that uh, like one of my friends who I really respected, like she was a really sweet girl. She posted uh, something on her social media and it was um, like kind of a Bible but also mixed with the Constitution. And I, like, said something about it. Mm. And I told her, like, what my thoughts and opinions were. You told me
1: about this.
0: I did. Um, I, like, told her what my thoughts and opinions were regarding um, religion when it is mixed in with law. And I was like, America is a country. And, however, in our Pledge of Allegiance, it says under God, we do not have a defined religion, like, that is stated in our, like... In our description of our nation. Like, what is the official religion of the United States?
1: And we shouldn't. Because not everybody is religious. I'm not religious. I'm um, an atheist. Like, that doesn't... That shouldn't affect
0: anything that has to do with my life. when you look this up, it says, like, the United States remains a predominantly Christian nation. What is that supposed to mean? However, does that mean that it is our national religion? No, because, like, this country was literally built on people who were trying to get away from the Catholic Church because of the, like, oppression and, like, lack of freedom that they had
1: Mm -hmm.
0: from the church. And I think that it's hilarious when people try to, like, close off other religions in this country Mm -hmm. Because like the they and these are the same people that love to say the like First Amendment right like they have the freedom of speech okay mm-hmm. sure um that also says that they have the freedom of religion the freedom of assembly the free like you know mm-hmm. and that is that is basically the government saying oh well we cannot chastise you for having your religion you know mm-hmm. the the First Amendment says like the government cannot chastise you for you like practicing your religion for speaking out about your religion for saying anything about the government, you know, that does not mean that we can like, you know, close off the nation to just one religion.
1: Right.
0: Like I would definitely say that Christianity is the majority. However, like we definitely have a large Muslim population. We have a large um, Jewish population we have a lot mm-hmm. a large Mormonism population, like, mm-hmm. and I mean that does stem from Catholic or Christianity and Catholicism, but still, like that is a separate religion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But when we like start categorizing, that again, this goes into the diversity and in, like diversity conversation. When mm-hmm. we start diversifying each and every group into its subcategories, mm-hmm. we're saying, oh well, this group is separate from this group because of this thing. And I totally understand and get why that is important. However, mm-hmm. when we, like, say that we look at religion as a whole in the country, like, there are so many different ideas that, mm-hmm. we, that we, like, can't, that we can't bring it together. And that's that's why we can't, like, say, oh, the United States is a Christian nation. Because then mm-hmm. when we put that into our law, we are only representing about like 75%. However, that is a large majority, that, that 25% is now not being represented. And that right. is not and that is not fair to them. Right. Right. So I mean going back to like our diversity and um inversity conversation, I think that there there are definitely instances where diversity is needed, such as like religion and mm-hmm. inclusivity is needed, such as like race. Like we are all, we are all the same person. Like yes we have our like different denominations and, and cultures, but we are we are all without the with the exception of sexual organs, we are all the same. We're all the same.
1: And I I don't know about you, but I have heard a lot of the conversation when someone brings up like, Oh, well, my ancestors were blank, my ancestors were blank, yours weren't. A lot of people say, Well, why do you have to make this about race? Why do you have to like, in that instance, I don't think the question is, why do you have to make this about race? I think the question is, why are you not focusing on race? You know, like, because there's, there's a difference between, um, like, saying... Uh, I don't know.
0: No. I just think... Con- continue, because I, I like where you're going I, with this.
1: I, I keep losing my train of thought. Um... You know that thing where people are like, well, if you can't find anything else to say when you're in an argument, it's your brain trying to protect you? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, in those instances, i oh, it's getting hot. <laughs> um, I feel like people lose track of, like, hearing people... For not what just not just what they say, like if if you Noah say something that's very, I mean it really doesn't matter what it is. People need to hear that from say like say it's about the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. You are black, therefore you are saying whatever you have said from a life full of maybe not full of, but with experiencing racism in in your school, in your workplace in, in like in your day de- driving, you mm-hmm. know and you saying, well, I'm black and I experience this and me saying, well, I'm a lesbian and I experience this. It's not making it about race or, or sexual orientation or sexuality. It's bringing like those things that aren't talked about to light. Um, and I think the more we are like, well, you don't have to make it about this. You don't have to make it about that. You're just like the point it's going right over your head.
0: And I feel like that particularly comes from white people out of the yeah. place of, uh, um, yeah. and that I, I'm so, White people love you. I'm sorry, <sighs> girl. I, this is, I'm not trying to generalize here, but I'm, just, <sighs> I'm making a statement, um, I feel like that typically comes from white people and it comes out of a place of guilt, especially yeah. like I, I'm not, I'm not saying that I know exactly what is going on in your brain, but when it, when it comes, when you say that to me, it comes across as, Ooh, I'm now feeling guilty. I need to deflect that. Right. Like, right. It, it just feels like you're not taking responsibility for right. something that, and it, it is not necessarily that something that you specifically done that you are a part of, but you right. are in that group and mm-hmm. like you need to, you need to be held accountable and at least hear the voices of people who are mm-hmm. struggling like mm-hmm. a, a do do us a service hear the voices yeah. of the people who are struggling that yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that you are the problem like mm-hmm. for, for instance i would i would say Ma, mom and dad on issues of race are very forward thinking in that mm. Very, mm. they're very progressive in that like, mm. we, we do not have issues with, like, Hispanic... We do not have issues with Hispanic people. We do not have issues with um people who are from Asia. We do not have issues with people from the Middle East. Like, I would say that, like, in our household, the issue of race, like, we do not have any issues. However, like, when you... When I'm, like, out in public or, like, I'm met with conflict, I feel like people say oh, you're making this about race out of a place of guilt because they feel that they right. that they are being attacked. I'm like, now you're getting a little taste of what it feels like to be a minority.
1: Yeah. Like, how, how dare you? You, like, I feel like when white people say, like, oh, why are you making this about race? You have no idea what that person of color no matter what it is about has gone through as a white person like i i find it so embarrassing as a a fellow white person Mm -hmm. that people truly say that like with with meaning Mm -hmm. like i have you we learned nothing have we learned? It's so embarrassing. My cheeks are red. <laughs>
0: um, I would say that. Um, I would say that mom and dad have a okay indicator about things that I go through. But I would say like our extended family. No, <laughs> I mean like unless you have a child that is of a minority and you are white or you are like say that your very best friend is and you spend a lot of time with them and like in their day to day and you know what goes on in their day to day, then you have some, but unless you truly are stepping in the shoes of a minority individual, whether it be that they're gay, whether it be that they're black, whatever, um like I would say in my personal instance, when we went to Myrtle Beach, I was the only black person in IShot our mm-hmm. entire vacation. When we went mm-hmm. down to the beach, I looked yeah. to my left. I looked to my right. I was the only black person in eye shot,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like I, I mentioned something to um, one of our other family members. They were like, "I would have never even thought about that." I was like, "And, and it, and it is just because they don't have to. Like there, mm-hmm. there is like there is bliss in ignorance. There is, and I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not like trying to say that that they're ignorant. I'm saying like,
1: no, when you don't
0: have to think about these things." Like, when you don't have to think about th- th- these things and how it affects you, you can't, you, like, don't have experience to go and think about, like, how it feels for said right. other person. You right. know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: So, like, my instance in that beach, I was a bit uncomfortable because I look around and I'm like, I don't see anybody who represents me. Right. I don't see anybody who's like me on this right. beach. Yeah. And that makes, that makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I, like, I and our family, like, our, like, I would say that my, our family makes me feel, um, secure for the most part, but when we take family pictures, oh my god, do I stand out.
1: So doesn't help that the people who are taking the photos and editing the photos are very, very white and aren't used Mm to needing that type of contrast and portraying each of our own skin tones, because I am a very pale person. Mm-hmm. Me and Noah standing together, we look like yin and yang. It's not pretty, but <laughs> it's your job. Fix it. Okay?
0: Just a little. Uh, I, to- <laughs> I totally understand. Like, like, being, being in family photos are like, even the simplest of like, going out to dinner. Like, mm. I just, I and I, like, I'm a big personality. I get it. I'm going to stand out. Whatever. But like, <laughs> I mean, even if I wasn't trying to do that, it is just like, I'm sitting at this table with y'all and I know that I just kind of look like a sore thumb.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean,
0: I, it, I don't yeah. want like our family to be like sad or upset about that, but it just like, that's just, that's just how it feels. Like that, that is just the reality. That is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know of, of a way to change that because like, I how often do you see um a lot of like biracial families
1: yeah not often
0: like how often do you see like even in 2021 i wouldn't say that when i walk out like on the street i would say Mm. definitely working um at my job i see a lot of um like intersectional families or um Uh, like biracial families because of like where i work Mm. i see that but like out on the street in parks it is like oh the black families are together the white families Mm. are together Mm. the Hispanic families are together and I don't see like oh like it is very it is very awkward when not awkward that's not the word I want to use it is like very like you know enlightening when I go out and see um, not unsettling either like it's very enlightening when I go out and see like white family with black baby I'm like Mm. oh like I understand I understand that narrative I understand that narrative or like um an Asian family with a white child like um that just makes me cackle a little bit because I'm like, oh my gosh, this person's gonna have so much culture.
1: <laughs> I like, like I the times I have seen like white parents with a mixed race baby, I'm like, ooh, I really hope they're not whitewashing. You know, because there definitely was some type of whitewashing with mom and dad raising you. Like I Oh yeah. I don't remember any time mom and dad or really, anybody ever sat me down and was like, "This is why you and Noah are different, and you need to respect this." And this is how we're going to show respect in this way. To, um. Like his ancestral is that a word? An- ancestral culture, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just feel like I it was, was in, always.
0: I, that and that I that topic, I feel it goes into every African American person. It goes, it goes into every African American person because I feel like we maybe touched this in another episode, but I feel like every African American person is so indoctrinated into the American culture, quote unquote, um, Mm -hmm. rather than like African culture. So when we see people who have immigrated from like African countries and they're in America and they're practicing Mm -hmm. their African culture, we're like, oh, That's very different because we're just so, we're so indoctrinated to the American way of life of like very fast paced movement. We like, like our fashion, our like uh, music or lack thereof, you know, Mm -hmm. I would say that there definitely is culture in America, but it is not like, it does not have deep rooted causes to it. There's yeah. there's not there's not a necessarily religion or belief system that follows it. There, I would say that there is like certain types of music that has evolved from American culture, um, but like I would I would say that there's not a lot or anything that is defining or like tells a story about the culture.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I feel like there is this huge displacement of like African Americans in um, America versus. Mm-hmm people who immigrate from africa to america yeah and there is a large disconnect between them as well and that just like that that like it just makes me feel sad because i'm like so many people like african americans who are born in america do not experience the culture from their dna they experience american culture Like do you you understand what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. And yeah, like, I might I as well be said, skipping around on bagpipes. I'm Scandinavian.
0: <laughs> I mean, like that, <laughs> and that's definitely how I feel. Um, like yeah. looking back on me growing up, like yeah. I don't know, yeah. I don't know anything about what my DNA mostly is from Nigeria.
1: We did anything, that. I don't know. We did that. About Nigeria. We did that twenty three and me, and it was like mom
0: oh, was. Did, I did Oh, did you do twenty
1: three and me? No, didn't you do that? what did ancestry.
0: you do? I did ancestry. Oh,
1: mom, we got the results back, and mom was like, I don't know, she was. <laughs> it was comical. She was like, Oh my gosh! Wow! Oh my! Like, lady, come on now! <laughs> like, we we knew some of this going into this. Like, he's not white.
0: Um, you know, there's a this there's isn't... a. Probably what twelve percent somewhere in there of like European in me.
1: You your own colonizer. Oh my,
0: shut up. <laughs> That's funny. But like, yeah, <laughs> I would I would definitely say um, that growing up, we just we did not talk about African culture. No. Like our, our our parents loved me. Like that was that was without question. But like, we d- we did everything like the way that mom and dad were raised. Yeah, we there was there was not a touch on um any African culture, like right. growing me up, like in growing up, and I'm right. not this. I'm not saying that that is like, oh my gosh, we should have done everything different. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm I turned out fine and I'm happy like where I am. However, mm-hmm. like now when I go and look at like Nigeria or other African American countries, mm-hmm. um or African American countries at other African countries. I'm like wow, I just I don't know anything about their culture other than what I see in books or
1: mm-hmm.
0: or like from history courses, you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like uh, my African American culture stems from the slave trade, like slavery, mm-hmm. being released from slavery, black people making making a living in America and so on and so forth. Like leading up to today. And there is no, there's not any tradition. I don't know anything. Like, I don't know anything about Nigerian culture. Do they believe in different gods? Do they eat certain type of foods? Like what type of music do they listen to? Are there specific like dances that pertain to their culture? Like, do they have Mm -hmm. specific holidays that they celebrate? You know? Yeah. And those are things that I would, those are things that I would like to know and experience. And I think that in my adult life, I will definitely explore that but i think that that if like you are adopting a child that is of a different culture from that you are raised it is a responsibility of you to educate yourself and learn about that
1: mm-hmm. right Why,
0: so you can bring them up right in a way that includes that and that also that also doesn't mean that you can't bring them up the way that you were raised and include things that like you did when you were little or part of your culture, but yeah. intermix those two. So you have mm-hmm. a, so now you have a child with a broader outlook on life rather than mm-hmm. how you were raised and how you were brought up. Right.
1: Right.
0: So, I mean, again, like we can, we can dive deep into each one of these topics and they probably mm-hmm. deserve their own episode. Yeah. But like just touching on each one of these things Again, yeah. comes back to our diversity and diversity talk.
1: Uh huh. Yeah.
0: Like focus on things that do make us different, but also, what what are what are some of those differences that we have in common?
1: Unity.
0: That's not a word. Still, unity is the word. Yeah, I mean we're approaching an hour now. We're at fifty eight minutes. So I think that we need to definitely wrap this up, but... Sorry,
1: um, guys, that we didn't do it last week. Sorry it's that we all Noah's that fault.
0: Week. It is definitely my fault. I had a lot of college stuff to get done. Okay. Um, but yeah, I hope that everybody takes... What I hope that people take away from this is that we need to focus on, the yes, the things that make us different, but also focus on things that bring us together why are we both in the same room
1: yeah Yeah. why
0: do we both deserve a seat at the table
1: right
0: so we can conquer these issues and i hope by the time that what like we're 40 that we work i i know long way away but change does not happen quickly i hope that by like the time that we're 40 we are living in a world where we we care about our environment First and foremost, we care about each other and we see past our differences in race, in political, in political thought, in stuff like that. And we see past like our individual shortcomings and work on why we are both here in the same room. What Mm -hmm. What brings us together? Why do we have a seat at the table? And why do all of our voices need to be heard? so thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode um it has been great to host it for you guys once again we do apologize for not uploading a video last sunday I lol hope we can um stick to a schedule in the future but no promises oh, no promises college is hard um to all of my fellow freshmen starting school work hard like do your major, stick out this Maybe semester.
1: major.
0: Like stick out this semester and d- and really question: Is this what I want to be doing? Is and is this how I want to live? Because by second know. semester of sophomore year, you really need to choose your major if you want to graduate on time.
1: Okay, it's not college admissions. Bye guys. I See you later. Don't Bye be guys. Racist.
0: See you later. Don't be racist. Love your neighbor.
1: Bye. Bye.